All right. Give me another one of those blueberries. Oh, you mean these? Yeah. The ones you didn't want a while ago? Well, it looks... Uh, it looks rotten. What is it? It's a it dried like? blueberry. It's a really dried good. dried blueberry? Yes. Yeah. Why would you think I would give you a rotten blueberry? Well, we had real blueberries. I just had some at I lunch today. And I, I sent thought all that of those with you to work. Yeah. I thought that was one of them that had gotten rotten and you was like, here, you want a blueberry? No. And then you laid it in my hand and it was all shriveled up and looked nasty. <laughs> so, yeah, I did thank you us. But those are good. They're really good. By the way, uh, we're recording right now. So, oh. So maybe we should officially start the podcast. On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, we talk about the looks that we get as a married couple, not judging a book by its cover, and what do you think the cover of the Book of Life looks like? I think this is... Uh, <laughs> Was this number 18? I don't know. I've lost count. Yeah, I thought I think, it was 17. No, I think 17 was uh, was last week when you discussed our trip to to Texas and to the wedding. Um, okay. This week, um, well, I should say this week. Next week, before before our next uh, next week's podcast comes out, Zach will be back home from college for the whole summer. So we got that little bit of news um and other than that it's really been a slow week yeah kind of it's kind of drugged by now, now you know in order for us to do a podcast you're gonna have to talk over there right i know i'm you're just over there. i honestly, can see you moving your mouth like you got it full of blueberries <laughs> i am eating blueberries <laughs> but no you said zach was coming home and i'm just thinking about all the stuff that we can do when zach is home like music at church is gonna go up a level because we have zach mm-hmm. and yeah and podcast with zach you might actually get him to find time to be on another podcast with us yes yeah so uh, i'm looking forward to having him home yeah it'll be exciting. that's where my mind went of that's course, why i wasn't uh, talking just this past monday zoe left to um start a new career uh, she'll be going for about 30 days, I believe, in her training, but uh, we're looking forward to where that's going to go. So I'm very excited a for big, her. A big week uh, this week with her uh, starting out a new a new career path, and then, of course, uh, like I said, next week, Zach's coming home. So we got a lot going on. Um, I made candles since the last podcast. How many did you make this time? 20. 20. Yes, I got 20 done. All right. Or these, uh, 22, something like that. Yeah. These are candles uh, for our youth group fundraiser uh, at church. So It's been an adventure. Yeah. If anybody's listening that would like a homemade, we'll call them homemade, church-made candle. I mean, yes. I mean, we're making them, so yeah, they're homemade. But yeah. they've, they're, they all have a biblical name um, with a Bible verse, and we pray over them as we make mm-hmm. them. So. And I did smell a couple of them uh, when we went back into church. Coincidentally, you like the one that I don't. Yeah, it was cherry. I like cherry. Uh, everything. You almost said cherry, flavor, didn't cherry you? Cherry ices, <laughs> cherry smell, <laughs> cherry flavors. Uh, yeah, but it smelled really good. So, um, well, you know, a while back we had a um, we had a listener that had given us some ideas that him and his family 
uh, would like to uh, like to have us talk on, and uh, that is the the Killingsworth household. Uh, we thank them for their time that they took to write some things down, and uh, we've touched on a couple of them. Let's see. I know we recently just touched on uh, marriage. Um, that took us two weeks. Yeah, it took <laughs> us two weeks. Uh, we talked about, was it the fame? Was that on their list? Uh, yes. Wanting Jesus? Yeah. Yes, because yeah. you thought fame was suffering, and it's not. Yeah, I've had that pointed out to me a couple of times <laughs> since. Um, but anyways, we're we're going to go back to that list today and uh, and touch on on one and and I think this is a this is a good one for us because um, we might be able to relate to this a little bit. But um, do you feel anybody ever looks at me and you and judges a book by its cover? Oh, all the time. <laughs> and why? Why would they ever do that with us? I have no idea. Yeah, it yeah, puzzles not, me. Yeah, it's not like where there's 20 years between us. No. Um, it's no big thing. Yeah, yeah. No, so, even when I, like, even when it's just me, I feel like that. Like, because for some reason, I don't look as old as I am. So mm-hmm. even when I'm not with you, I get that. I get, like, people look at me and they just pass me off as some kid that don't know anything. It's really yeah. irritating. Yeah, almost everybody um, that asks me about us will, uh, when I tell them how old you are, will they will say, "Ah, you know." They usually their their guess was usually like five years younger, something like that. So and, that's uh, that's actually not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's not as you've, bad. You've as heard it has, worse. Yeah, I've heard worse. <laughs> I was like eighteen or nineteen. Somebody guessed me as twelve. So, yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, so and you you do have a younger look to you. Know, we joke sometimes about getting you to dye your hair gray. Uh, just to, I'm I'm for that. Yeah, just I wish my hair you, would turn gray. To help you keep up. I but, love gray hair. Yeah, one of the topics that was on on the list of uh, of things was uh, to not judge a book by its cover, and uh, as was kind of thinking of different things to to lead in with. Um, really, none better than than me and you. Because uh, I know a lot of people, of course, you know, uh, everybody's don't always vocalize it, but a lot of people um, see a, an older man with a younger woman, and they think she married it, uh, you know, for the money. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on look, you. I'm still looking for it. <laughs> yeah, jokes on you. Um, or, or that. You know, he married her just because he was uh, in a midlife crisis and and wanted to uh, trade his his older wife in for a younger version, so to speak. A new model. A new model, yeah. But, Sorry about uh, you. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I think the reason we confuse people is uh, those those are some of the the first thoughts they probably have mm-hmm. about the age. But then when they they look at you, and usually when people look at you because of your hair, because of the, your your modest dress, they automatically can see that they or they automatically assume you're a church goer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so although then, that in itself gets me judged too. Oh yeah. Like just because of the way that I look, I get judged as not friendly. Somebody just came to me at church um, this week and said that when she first started coming, she thought I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? No, 
Which, that could I've been be like your, your facial expressions. Well, I'm working on those, but mm-hmm. you know, but still, even if it does look mad, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody looks at me and they look mad, I just assume they're mad. Um, it's not always true, though. No, but that that is true because uh, for those of our listeners that don't know, um, you you wear skirts all the time. Uh, your your hair is long, and uh, so either it's it's you got it all the way down or it's up you know pulled up uh either way you're the stereotypical holiness type Mm -hmm. dress and um which unfortunately has a reputation which i understand of being snobbish yeah like i i've i have judged that book Mm. already like (laughs) even though i dress like this i have looked at somebody else because i've experienced that and i think maybe that's why people do judge by the cover is because once they once they have that interaction with somebody it it sticks yeah and you tend to carry it into the next one Mm -hmm. that can be a friendship that can be an acquaintance that can be somebody you bump into at the store once you have that interaction with somebody who has those characteristics you tend to carry it over and and approach cautiously or avoid yeah. Based on previous experience, which is not mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, like you said, you get judged based because there's some in, in, you know, that are in those denominations, I guess you could say, that do have a, um, a persona about mm-hmm. them of being snooty, mm-hmm. of being, uh, as we say, sometimes holier than thou, uh, and, and looking down on anyone that doesn't you know that wears pants or short sleeve shirts or you know what it, you know cuts their hair or has yeah. on makeup that's something i've had to overcompensate for yeah because yeah. i i don't do that but people automatically think i do mm-hmm. yeah so like you said somebody comes in church uh, a woman wearing pants and makeup in there like oh well she probably don't like me because she's wearing a skirt I told her yeah. the other day when she said that, I said, I'm like your number one fan in this church. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've loved you from day one. Yeah. And and that, that shows us the dangers of, of just judging, mm-hmm. um, you know, judging off of what, what looks are. But, and as I said, with me and you, um, I think it confuses people because I think, well, she's just in it for the money or he just uh, was in it to have a younger woman. And then they, they find out that, it confuses them because you look like you go to church. They find out that I'm a pastor, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Wait, well, what are they in for it now?" Yeah. Because those what things don't add her? up with people that are just in it for the the pleasurable things. Before and, we got married, when we would go places, church, restaurants, whatever, we would get the the looks like I was your daughter, mm-hmm. and then when I held your hand or something, then everybody's like, "What is wrong with that?" <laughs> <laughs> call the cops call the cops um, that has gotten better yeah I was, like that, I was just that has say, gotten a lot e- better either we've just gotten used to it or or it's gotten better or maybe you look older maybe you're getting to, to start to look older hey i hope so yeah let's let's go for that <laughs> but uh so many examples um you know we're we're talking about light-hearted stuff and and uh just so anybody knows that it doesn't bother us when mm-hmm. when we got married uh and, we, or when we decided to get married we knew yep. what was what was going you know becoming of it 
But and it uh, just it's it's funny, honestly. It, it is. We don't take it offensively. We take it mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Like because we'll get the looks, and there's been times since we've been married that I'll notice somebody just like staring at us, trying to figure it out, and I'll like purposely put my hand on your arm or something, or or say like you know brush my hair back with my left hand or something you know so just like ring. so they can get a peace of mind about what this situation is and i just yeah. think it's funny it doesn't it doesn't bother oh, yeah. me i think that's, it's hilarious yeah and and i would i would be doing the same thing that's why you can't you know let it bother you um but it, it, it happens it happens in all aspects of life it happens uh you know we do uh, uh i hate to say quite a bit but we do some ministry every month with the homeless and I know um, a lot of them are, I guess you could call, I don't know if you say victims or not, but they're they're vic- victims of that, you know, judging. Um, you know, the stereotype. Yeah, you, you see someone yeah. and you just say, well, they must be a drug addict or they must be, you know. And you really have no idea. Like, you don't know the situation mm-hmm. of of why they're there or, or how they got there, you know. Yeah. And, and just because... There are some who are drug addicts does not mean that everyone got there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the whole, I think that's where we have to be careful in judging a book by its cover. Is just because it's true of one doesn't mean you can be critical of all. Uh, It's not fair. Yeah, one thing I think as as Christians, as believers in Jesus, we have to, um, we have to, to get that mindset that it, it doesn't matter what someone else looks like. If they look, you know, extremely poor, extremely rich, you know, extremely big or extremely small or or any, just however you want to look at it, it doesn't matter about that. It, it, that should never change our our actions and our, our the way that we look at that person. What if it's a guy wearing bright green pants with white flowers? Well, in that case, you just say... Hey, that guy's got some really outstanding pants. <laughs> or standing out pants. Uh, it was great. I just thought my, I don't know this person. I just saw them today. But my first thought when I saw it was, whoa, those are really bright pants. And then I was like, this dude's got a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of self-confidence. So I didn't like, wasn't like like negatively judging him. I was like, you go. Like yeah. that is... <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah. It was so, great. Yeah. So even even that, <laughs> you know, like I said, no matter what the situation is, uh, we we shouldn't respond differently. That's true. Um, as as believers, and uh, you know, just assuming that somebody is, you know, I, I some of the best testimonies I've heard, and, and some of the people I think, man, that that guy or that woman really gets. Jesus mm-hmm. uh, have been people that were tatted up, had you know scars, and just you could tell they have they've lived life, and um, and and then you get to talking to them and you get to to know them a little bit and you can see that all that exterior stuff um, is is the shell of mm-hmm. something that that has been made new. And uh, I, think, on the inside. I think those people have a powerful um, testimony, but also like, um, I, I can't think of the word, I guess, comparison or whatever, or relatability. 
mm-hmm. to what Jesus said that he who is forgiven much loveth much. That the the people who like you who found him late in life, and and they lived life like you they just lived life without him. Yeah. Then when they come to him, they realize how you know there, there's like a. I think there's a greater span, and mm-hmm. and you said they really get Jesus. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a powerful thing, and and I I honestly I love to see people like that because I'm like ooh there's a there's a great story here mm-hmm. like I want to hear how you came to know him, and yeah. and I know some people are like, well we if they have a if they have a tattoo they can't be on stage or if if they have a piercing then they're probably not saved, well just talk to him a minute like that's not that's not a guarantee sometimes we have scars some people have physical scars or physical marks some people have emotional scars mental marks that you can't see all of those are a testimony all of those once jesus comes in and changes that Mm -hmm. it becomes a testimony yeah. And so if you look at somebody that's tatted and say, oh, well, they can't be a worship leader, you're probably missing out on mm-hmm. the worship leader. Like, yeah. and it, you, you, this, can't, you can't judge by that. This may be even a form of, of judging a book by its cover, but um, I find myself a lot of times if, if a, you know, say we go into a different church or if some peop- new visitors come to our church and one's dressed in a nice suit and everything and then one, you know, is wearing a T-shirt with you know tattoos and and i want to go talk to the tattoo yeah guy. <laughs> i find myself more interested in talking to that other person you know than the and, and maybe i shouldn't judge the book yeah. by the cover of the guy in the in the <laughs> suit but i'm thinking you know he he appears he's grown up in church he's got it all yeah. he, he, he's you know he looks like he's got everything in order uh but i don't know about this guy because mm-hmm. you know i think maybe he was he was out there, and now here he is, you know, uh, a what, follower of Christ. What story and, does he have to tell? Yeah. So, uh, but we we can uh, we can see multiple, multiple, um, and I could just say multiple many, many times. I was wondering how many times <laughs> you were <laughs> yeah, going to say well, that word. You know, I was going to say in the Bible of, oh, no, that guy, you know, that that's not the one to use. That's not the one that's right. Mm-mm. And time after time after time. I'm pretty uh, sure everybody that God picked in the Bible was not the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. like I can't think I feel of like a we've single had that person. Conversation before, but yeah, I have you know. I just thought. I mean, even like Solomon, who was like has that reputation for being so wise and whatever. Mm-hmm. Considering his like how he came into being, mm-hmm. you would still throw him out. Like yeah. he was the son of Bathsheba, so. Mm-hmm. Even though he's got this reputation in the Bible of being the wisest king and the richest king and everything, he still wasn't the, the like, why did God choose him considering what he came from? Yeah. You know? So I can't, I don't know that there's anybody. If you can, if our listeners can think of someone, point them out, please. Point them out, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you, you got, of course, King David. He was the youngest or the the smallest, scroniest. the scroniest one, and you know, in the Bible, talk, even talks about his brothers. You know, were were bigger, handsome, mm-hmm. more handsome. They had the look of a king. Um, and then two times in the Bible, uh, we see where a <clears throat> excuse me a prostitute with Rahab, and then with Mary Magdalene, we see where they was used. Was Mary Magdalene a prostitute? I believe it's. Uh, 
I believe that's she the was, case. She was possessed by seven demons. Mm-hmm. Where does it say she was a prostitute? Oh, you're going to call me out again? I am, because I don't know right. this. Well, you know, we would have to stop the podcast for well, me to you, dig you in just, there. You just yeah, keep talking. You just Google, Google gonna, it over. I'm Google it. You just Google it. Mary I'm not saying she prostitute. wasn't a prostitute. I'm just saying, yeah. does it say that? Or are you well, judging? Now, let me take. Now, let me say this. <laughs> you know how there's great controversies about which Mary is Mary, okay? You mean which Mary is which Mary? Yeah, which Mary is which Mary. But uh, the Mary that came and wiped his feet... And and cried the tears with her hair, you know, or wiped her, his feet with her hair. Okay, it's insinuated that she was a prostitute. Am I am I missing that one? Yeah, I forgot about her. Okay. But it may be because I'm still confused about which Mary is which. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That 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 would be more where the confusion was is which Mary is which Mary. Uh, but of course we we have Rahab, Rahab the harlot, um, that God used. Um, you know, in, in a mighty way, and saved, uh, and is in the lineage of Jesus. And then, fast forward into the New Testament, we have uh, maybe I just should have just said Mary instead of Mary Magdalene. Uh, although I believe there's there's many out there that think that they're the same. But you know, here she is washing uh, his feet with her tears and her hair, um, and and is used. Um, if I'm mistaken, is that not is that not the the scriptures where Jesus says that from now on, when the gospel is proclaimed, this woman will be mentioned in it? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm looking at I'm looking at Luke seven where that story is. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yeah. So. And where Jesus talks about who forgiveth much, loveth much, what we talked about earlier. Yeah. But that's not, I know what you're talking about, but I think that's the other time that he, I think that's the other time. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking this was. Because it happened twice. Yeah, in the later chapters of Luke, just before he, uh, before he went back in to Jerusalem, I think. Um, but there we are, though. We're, we're talking about judging a book by its cover, and, and there, there was two prostitutes used uh, in the Bible in many many great ways um and then of course we talked about uh, king david um the other one i thought about is a story we can find in matthew and i believe it's chapter five five or six uh where we see the pharisee and the publican mm-hmm. uh, and we see the the way jesus speaks of them uh you know praying and it says the pharisee was praying and and, and just you know, being very visual, making sure he was being seen, being very he vocal. He was basically just putting on a presentation. Yeah. He wasn't really praying. Yeah. He was like, you know, like I, this is how I picture him. as like standing there, you know, all decked out from head to toe, looking the part, you know, his nails are scrubbed, everything's great. And he's standing there and he's got like one eye open, like halfway open, <laughs> seeing if somebody else is noticing him. Like that's how mm-hmm. I always picture him as he's standing there and, you know, he's got his hands raised and he's making such a big deal. But he, and like he's got, you know how you can like just, you can mm-hmm. close your eyes, but you can have it just a little bit. And he's like looking around, seeing See, if anybody's if noticing if him. If nobody's noticing, he prays a little louder. Yeah. yeah. Moves over a little bit closer to somebody, you know. <laughs> Like but, that's how I always yeah. picture him. But, you know, if people walking by and they see that man, 
um, and we'll just say that book, and they look at the cover that's on it. He's dressed in traditional religious clothes. Mm-hmm. He's speaking in traditional religious language, and he's you know just letting it all out. And the appearance and, is that he knows God. He has yeah. a relationship with yeah. God. And, and they 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 make that judgment. Mm-hmm. He looks the part. He speaks the part. He fits the part. And he must be the real deal. But Jesus later said uh, of the Pharisees on the inside, they was dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they was they was not. uh, He said they were full of dead man's bones. Full of dead man's bones. Take that for an insult. Jab. (laughs) Uh, The the thing that you were talking about was when he was anointed in Bethany. Mm It's in, it's Matthew 26, Mark 14, and John 12. But in Matthew 26, it says, um, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, wherever this gospel of salvation is preached in the whole world, that what this woman has done also will also be told in memory of her. Yeah. That's what you were talking about. It's in Matthew 26. So I'm not, I think it happened twice, but that's a thing for another podcast in another time yeah, when we try to sort out the Marys. <laughs> yeah, it's something that's debated. And, you know, so I, yeah, like you said, we, we're not going to go into that, but uh, whether it was but Mary Magdalene or a different in both, Mary. In both of those instances, both in Luke 7 and Matthew 26, the, whoever the woman was, she mm. didn't have a great reputation and everybody watching her was going, what in the world is she doing? Yeah. They were going, like, now, why that, is she doing this? That account you was reading, is that where the he was at the Pharisee's house? This was the home of Simon the leper. Okay. Luke 7 says Simon the Pharisee. That's why I think it's, at t- that's why I think it's two different times. Yeah. Because in Luke 7, he said to the Pharisee, Simon. Yeah, and Simon he, was like, does he not know who this woman is and, mm-hmm. you know, what well, she's Simon done? Well, le- at Simon the leper's house, the disciples all got upset. Yeah. And so, what the, like, why, why are you letting her do this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like. Why is you she know doing what? this? That might be a little indication there that it wasn't Mary Magdalene. Because they would have known her. Yeah, they would have known her. I mean, well, she, but they would have known Mary living. of Bethany too. What's wrong with the disciples? They judge people by they was their. Judging they the books judge by the cover. They judge books by the cover. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Later, uh, James and John, somewhere in here, I can't give you address right now, but somewhere in here it says that James and John wanted to call fire down on people. Mm-hmm. So that's what was wrong with them. They yeah. were judging people by the cover mm-hmm. without knowing the intentions or the, what's the word, the status of their heart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess maybe that's that's like, I guess maybe our key uh, verse and unfortunately I can't tell you the exact address. It's in uh, I want to say Second Samuel. It's in one you of the Samuels. When, same when the Lord told Samuel. Yeah, not to look upon him because of his height and mm-hmm. and all those uh, the characteristics. I think it's I want to say it's First Samuel seventeen. Okay, I was thinking seventeen, but um, yeah. I'll look it up in a second. So he says. Uh, he says that the that the man looks on the outer appearance, but that God sees the heart. God sees what's on the inside, and see. So that tells us, as people, we judge a book by its cover, but God judges the book it's, by the words that are on 16, the inside. It's not seventeen. First Samuel sixteen. First Samuel sixteen. Seventeen is uh, David and Goliath. 
he is anointed in 16. And it says in verse 7, Do not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. So so we, we're we looking at the cover of the book and deciding whether or not the book is worth any value. <laughs> God's looking at the words on the inside of the book. and He's looking at the story. Yeah, and he knows... The, the, that he wrote. Yeah, the true value. That's really good. Yeah, let's write that down. That might be a sermon. That's really uh, good. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, how much more encouragement do we need to to stop judging? To check out the story. Yeah. yeah to, to We need to check out the time. story. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes a story might match the cover and then you say, okay, well, now I know. <laughs> but, but oftentimes it may not. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked last week about... Uh, you running through the airport if i was judging off the looks i would have said nope she can't run that far or that fast but there you went a lot like a rocket (laughs) you didn't even watch me i saw the first 20 yards Mm -hmm. yep well anyways after um, that i couldn't see anymore because of the dust behind you he's kicking up (laughs) dust down through there You're crazy. Okay, back to our topic at hand. The verse that we just read in First Samuel that the Lord looks on the looks on the inward on the heart. Mm-hmm. I have heard that verse used countless times to justify what a person is doing on the outside, whether it's the clothes they wear, the habits that they engage in, you know, the yeah. whatever, what anything outwardly. I've heard that used as a justification. Well, I can do this or I can dress this way or I can look this way and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because God sees my heart. And I think it was, I'm not sure if it was you or pastor that was talking about this in the last week or so, but one of you were talking about the, the inward appearance and it just struck me. To me, that is a much scarier thought that he sees the inside. Oh, absolutely. Like that's a, like it That's the toughest I'm, part to What I'm trying to say is people use that as a justification, but to me it's like you're claiming that he sees you on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like are you sure you want him to yeah. see you on the inside? You'd rather him see your outside. Most of the yeah. time, yeah. Cuz we have we're we're able to control our outsides mm-hmm. a lot better than we are our insides. Yeah, I mean you're 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 saying I can you know I can do this I can do you know because God looks on my heart. Well, yeah, and He sees your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So now, what kind of a mess are you in? Yeah, like to me that like I can't use that as a justification because it convicts me, yeah. and I'm thinking that like that to me is a much scarier thing than it is a freedom thing like i can go do whatever i want because god looks at my heart it means i can't go do whatever i want because god God, looks on my heart he sees my heart like even if i'm not doing that he still sees my heart it made me think of that saying that you hear people say sometimes like oh he read you like a book well we say that about one another and Mm -hmm. it's it's just a figure of speech god actually reads you like a book Mm -hmm. because he can open you up Look in your heart, look in your mind, look in your spirit, and see everything that's in there. Which ties into the thought of that he knows our ending from our beginning. Mm-hmm. That he, he, like, he wrote the whole book. 
Yeah. So he knows, and, and, and here's the thing about him knowing the book, is he knows the chapters that you haven't lived yet. Like, and he knows the failures that you haven't got to yet. Mm-hmm. And he still chose you, and he's still working with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the incredible thing about the book that you are, yeah. the story that you have, is that he's written it, and he knows it. When we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died, died. For, exactly yeah, for us. And yeah, so he he re- he'd already read that book and said, "Man, look at the sin that that one's going to go through." But I see before we get to the end of the story. I see that he became a believer in me and, mm-hmm. and repented and turned and, story and gave his life. And the story changed. So ain't you glad that he can see that? Because just human nature is I see somebody in, you know, go to, to Walmart or wherever you might be, and you go in you hear somebody with just a foul mouth using the worst of the language, and you see them, you know, being hateful towards whoever they're with or the people around them and just – you know what I'm saying? Just the, and you just, you, I hate to say judging a book by its cover, but you're seeing the insides coming out. Mm-hmm. And you just, you think, man, Didn't that, that Jesus person. Didn't say is, out of the heart the mouth speaks? Yeah. And you, you know, in those situations, you think, man, that person is just terrible. They're, you know, but I, that's, that's all I can see is mm-hmm. what is happening in that exact moment. But God sees later down the road, and that person very well could end up you know, being the the best, most diehard, most diligent, Christ-seeking person you've Peter. ever met. Yeah. Jesus knew that book before he, before he called Peter, mm-hmm. knew he was going to deny him and all of that, but also knew that Peter was going to return and repent. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. While, while you were talking and you say, we, we see this person, most of us would right then write them off. If yeah, we we'll see, move on to the next. If we see any type of scar or any type of abnormality, mm-hmm. these people don't fit the mold. They don't fit the ministry mold that we have in mind. We, they don't fit the kingdom mold that we have made up, this preconceived idea of what people are supposed to look like. And we, we the, the tiniest of a scar, and we move on. But what we should remember is if... The person that we're casting out because of the one scar on their cover, if we would think about what happens when you open our book. Yeah. And the fact that God knows our book, has our book, reads us like an open book, and still does something with us. He doesn't toss us over there. Things change when you bring the aspect of our thought life into it. Because, like, like I was talking about, maybe you see somebody out and they're cussing and just being rude and all mm-hmm. those things, and you think I would never, uh, never do that, never be like that. But then, if you expose your thought life twenty four hours, seven days a week, there's some pretty bad things in there. You mm-hmm. just you just keep them from coming out, like that person is. But then when, but then you think, okay, when God looks at that person, he sees that rude cussing. Mm-hmm person when god he looks at me he sees my rude cussing thoughts uh therefore um uh i better not judge no one i better just focus on me and mm-hmm. keeping um you know in in a, a life aligned with repentance and and uh seeking to be more and more like jesus um, 
because all of our books are going to be open at some time. Um, the good news is if you have took uh, uh, Jesus as your Savior and have surrendered your life to him, then your name is written in a new book. How would you know that's what I was thinking Because of? I read mine also. <laughs> that's that's something we'll talk about in a different podcast is mine reading. That's literally <laughs> what I was thinking is about the your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. That, so. that thought, like... That's one of my favorite things in the Bible, I think, mm-hmm. is just the thought of my name is written down in a book. But you don't even know what it is. But it's It there. don't say Elsie in it. No, it's my, new, it's my there. new name. Yeah, and it's, it's better. My, it's my new name. Thank <laughs> God. It's my new name. But but what excites me about that is, like, I, I'm recorded in heaven. Like, mm-hmm. Like that just that just excites me so yeah. much to know that my name is written down in heaven, and I don't think it was an angel that went over there and wrote my wrote my name down. I think it was Jesus that yeah. went over there and wrote my name down. Yeah. This you one know, came and just, to me today. This is her new name right here. Exactly. I like that, and, and I, 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 I that just I just love that. Yeah. Like it just excites me to think that there's like I can just picture this book, you know, <laughs> and like okay, and Jesus takes it and he writes down my new name, mm-hmm. you know. I just love it. Um, I'll, I'll I'll bring us to a close with this thought that just came to me. I think of of the uh, memorial that's in uh, Washington D.C. of the Veterans Memorial. And I it's haven't got, seen it, but okay. It, it's got it's got all the the names you know are are in it. Mm-hmm. And a big thing is people take a piece of paper and their family members or whoever it is, and they you know they scribble over the paper and it leaves the imprint, and it's something. Um, that is um, honored to have your name on that wall, to have your family's mm-hmm. name on that wall. And as you were saying, I was just thinking, that's that like a book of life. And when you have have, have uh, Jesus as your Savior, then your name is up there. It's the greatest like honor. Yes, it is. So, um, so anyway, if, what we've learned here today is you need to stop judging me by my cover. I wonder what the hang on. This is not about you. <laughs> What I wonder what the book of life looks like. I wonder what the what the cover, cover what the, what is the cover my, of the book of life yeah, look like? In my like? mind it's it's uh it looks like an old worn Bible cover. See, in my mind it's shiny. Yeah, you're it's probably like gold and yeah, shiny. You're probably right because <laughs> things in heaven don't wear out from what I understand. So uh, but I don't know. It you know, they call uh, refer to God as the ancient of days and I just think of an ancient looking book there. But hey. uh, it might be it an ancient might, book that never wears yeah, out. Who knows? So, but uh, no, I, I I was kidding about judging me by my cover. I will continue um, to judge we'll, you. By we'll your discuss cover. that later. But <laughs> um, yeah, so we shouldn't ever judge uh, by by any means. Actually, but, I'll just judge by what you say. Okay. Yeah. Judge Not, by what comes out. That's even worse. Uh, yeah, it really is. We'll have to work on that. Um, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't judge. I mean, the the Bible tells us times to judge. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's that judge not lest you be judged. There is times to judge, but when it comes to judging on appearance, uh, and especially if we're starting to judge who we're going to witness to or who who is worthy of finding out about Jesus, uh, we're we're I'm in bad shape. It. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, that was uh, that went by very quickly, and uh, we'll be back next week with uh something brand new who knows what we're gonna talk about next week never know you gonna be thinking on it nope nope all right well i'll just make it up then